few weeks ago on Instagram, I asked stepmoms what they struggle with when it comes to the idea of disengaging. Here are just some of the responses that came in. The fine line between disengaging and feeling like I don't care are coming across as such. How to do it while not being disconnected. I would try and disengage, but then I would feel completely isolated. It's hard to disengage when I watch my husband make horrible decisions with the kids and the ex. I can't let go of control. How do I disengage and keep my heart completely open? These are all very valid questions and concerns, but I'm going to be brutally honest. When it comes to disengaging, I think that a lot of stepmoms just don't get it. It's used as this last resort strategy when they're feeling overwhelmed or resentful or disrespected, or it's something that stepmoms think that they need to do because they heard about the nacho kid method in some Facebook group. Nacho kid, not your responsibility, nacho kid, not your problem. You've seen the posts. Spoiler alert, this is not the best way to build relationships and find your groove in your stepfamily life. You can disengage without disconnecting. Oh, and I don't know if you've noticed or not, but it kind of is your problem. Very much so. I have an entirely different approach to disengaging as a stepmom. It's different than anything I've read online. And I've seen it work time and time again, personally and with stepmoms I've worked with. It's changed everything for us. Over the years, I've disengaged several times, and my stepdaughter didn't even notice. My stepson used to think I was a huge bitch, and now only thinks I'm kind of a bitch, all because of disengaging. Kidding. Not really, though. (laughs) Seriously, though, our relationship is completely transformed, and disengaging and then reengaging has been one of the top strategies that I've used in my almost 10 years as a stepmom. It's not right for everyone, though, and if you're wondering if it's right for you, I have a quiz that you can take in less than 60 seconds, and it will tell you if it's the right move for you. And then if it is, I will tell you what you need to know about disengaging the right way. If you want to take the quiz, head to www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash should I disengage. That's www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash should I disengage. Hey, it's Jamie Scrimger. When I became a stepmom, I quickly realized that while moms are encouraged to keep it real, there's a big double standard when it comes to stepmoms. So I decided to start the conversation myself. Thriving as a stepmom doesn't just come from conversations about being a stepmom though. Here we dive into marriage, relationships, personal growth, and more. My mission, inspire you to live a kick-ass life while bringing you along as I create my own. This is the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. All right. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the Kick-Ass Stepmom podcast. This episode is a solo episode. So it's not stepmom related, which to be honest is quite refreshing right now, especially after the week that we have had. Actually, I'm going to share a little bit more about that later on in another episode. But yeah, this one is just going to be about my favorite things. You guys submitted questions over on Instagram about Skincare and cosmetic procedures and health and wellness and fitness, finding your style. So let's just do that. Answer those questions. Now, in this episode, I'm going to talk about a bunch of different products that I use. So if you want the links to these products, definitely head over to show notes of this episode over on my website, and you can find all of the details there. Just a heads up, you can also find links to a lot of the things that I love, like books and products and sweaters and, you know, my favorite pair of tights and runners over on my website, which is jamiescrimger.com as well. So if you're ever looking for stuff, you can head over there. 
I am going to try and get better at sharing these things with you guys. So yeah, if you have a question about something that hasn't been linked, shoot me a DM or leave a comment and I will do my best to get it up there. Now, just a reminder, I also talk about my favorite products and links and recommendations and all the things on my weekly emails. So if you want to stay updated on yeah, all of that, make sure you subscribe at jamiescrimger.com forward slash subscribe. Then we can chat on email, just so much more personal and we can, uh, yeah, take it to the next level. All right. So let's dive in and get to those questions. The first question is about cosmetic procedures. So what is your favorite cosmetic procedure? If anything, so I do Botox and I do laser. I have never done anything other than that. I like to keep things as natural as possible or as natural as people think Botox could be. I don't know. Anyway, that's how I like to do it. And I'm not going to say I'm never going to do any of these things because you just never know. But I do think you need to be very careful about filler and procedures that change your face. I know that lip injections are all the rage right now. Someone has asked if I have done that. And the answer is absolutely not. I have seen some great jobs. I have also seen people with lip filler and well, it can just go bad really quickly. I was having a conversation with someone the other day, to be honest, I, all I could look at was her lips. It's all I could see was how swollen and messed up her lips were. I really do like the natural look. And I think, yeah, Darren's always like, Jamie, just be careful what you do. I do not want you to look like Catwoman. And if Catwoman is the look that you're going for, all the power to you. It's just not, it's just not for me. Okay. The next question is I'm starting Botox. How often do I need to go? Well, that is totally up to you and how your skin reacts and when you want to go. I go every three months or four months. This last time I actually went up to five. That's because I started to do this skin rejuvenation laser in between my Botox sessions. And I have to say this laser has totally changed my skin. I like the laser because it's actually restoring collagen, it's tightening and creating this longer lasting effect. So to answer your question, basically I go to Botox three to every three to five months, whenever my forehead starts to dance. Now I do want to share a little bit about this laser because I think that you guys will end up asking anyway. So I do this laser every season if possible. So like summer, well, before summer, you don't do it in summer. So spring, fall, winter, and like maybe once in there as well, another time in there as well. It does not hurt. It even goes like inside of your mouth to tackle those mouth wrinkles. Like I hate the wrinkles around the mouth and it improves tightness, skin elasticity, and just gives this plumping effect. Then there's like an aspect of it that's lifting and tightening and it treats those deeper skin imperfections, removes dead skin. Honestly, it is so freaking good. I swear by it. And I get it done at Stratford Plastic Surgery, and that's where I get my Botox as well. How do you style your hair? Well, I am trying to figure this one out right now too. I'm feeling like I am not loving my hair these days. And to be honest, I feel like I'm the last person who should be answering this question, but since you've asked. I use the wand, it is three to four inches thick, and I curl away from my face. You have to make sure that your hair has some grit on it though. So put a little like dry shampoo and or like hairspray or something like that. 
There's tons of tutorials on Pinterest on how to do like waves in your hair, but leave the bottom out. You want the bottom to be straight-ish. I don't always nail that aspect of it, but you know, we're all a work in progress. Do you take hormone supplements for PMS and for regulating your mood? Well, this is something I'm actually really diving into right now because I, my period is a freaking nightmare right now. Like it is the worst. As soon as I went into, I think my mid thirties, I have so much pain for like two days. I can't go anywhere. It's so heavy. And I feel like this is not normal. I don't feel like it should be like this. So I have been working with my natural path and we have some blood tests coming up and she's, you know, giving me some more supplements to try to like, you know, fix things. So I don't really have an answer to this question right now. So I'm going to prolong it and we can chat about it when I find what works for me. One thing that I have started doing though, since my cousin, Megan Rumpel, who was on the podcast, started talking about cycle syncing is to give myself some grace when it comes to my period and trying to cycle sync as much as possible. So if you're not familiar with cycle syncing, do some research. I'm not great at explaining it, but you have different phases in your cycle. And there's a lot of power in understanding that a woman's body is not meant to go, go, go. This whole period thing is a big deal. And pushing ourselves during this time of the month is not helping anyone, especially our health. So we have these different phases that affect our energy and our creativity and how we feel. And when I have my period, I definitely give myself more grace and time to just chill and do laptop work. We try not to schedule any podcast interviews during this time, go to bed early, just, you know, rest and stretch and relax. And, you know, more and more, I've been thinking about what life would be like for men if they got their period. So there's like really funny meme on Instagram, but you know, I think there would be a hell of a lot more support and compassion out there. I can hardly handle Darren when he has a cold. I cannot imagine what life would be like if he had a freaking period. Anyway, tuning in to what your body needs during this time and learning about the different phases is really helpful. Right now, I am using the app 28 to track my cycle, and it tells me what phase I'm in, symptoms that are normal, suggests workout and nutrition for this time of your cycle. It's really good. So I highly recommend diving in. And the funny thing is, is this app tells you what type of energy is common during the different phases that you're in. And so today I checked in and said, your energy today is wolf energy. Your inner animal is growling. Feelings of stress, frustration, and irritability are common. And that's so true. And it made me feel so much better. What's one habit that has made the largest overall impact in your overall wellness? This is a really hard question because I can't just say one because I have been changing a lot and getting really serious about my health. And I'm here, for, like, I'm really into it. I'm really into just trying to show up as my best. But I do think the number one thing, and I'm going to share a few, is having my hormones tested and again, going to the natural path. She recommended supplements like magnesium and omega and B12 and some other things. And, you know, we're also diving into the period stuff, but this has given me so much more energy. It's helped me sleep better and learn more about my body and what it needs. I also take AG1 athletic greens in the morning. So it's just kind of like probiotic, prebiotic, this like all your greens, basically everything you need for the day. So that has been game changing for me as well, because I definitely notice a difference in the way that I feel. Another thing is prioritizing seven to eight hours sleep. I've talked about this in past episodes, but you just need sleep. Like we need sleep to be at our best. 
And I am more likely to snap on people. I am more likely to be frustrated at my stepkids or co-parenting issues or anything like that when I'm not getting enough sleep. Drinking water. If you have seen online everyone talking about that big Stanley tumbler, when I first saw it, I thought it was freaking ridiculous. I was like, that is expensive. It is freaking big. How are you going to lug that around with you all day? But then I was with my sister Britt and she had one and I had this other, it was like a little lemon tumbler with me and she was drinking so much more water. She had to fill it up way less and I just loved it. I was like, okay, I get it. So I bought one for Darren, Ethan and I, and we are all drinking so much more water and are feeling so good. Lastly, the one switch that I would recommend, well, there's not one I've said a lot, but is your mindset around what you're eating. And, you know, my mindset around what I'm eating and putting in my body has totally changed. I used to think of healthy eating as something like I had to do and healthy eating was like this chore. And I, it it just like made me feel like it was one more thing on my list that I had to do, but I don't look at it that way anymore. Like I find it very enjoyable. I look at it as fueling my body. I am, you know, I'm in the habit of asking myself, how is this going to make me feel when I eat it? I eat legitimately to fuel my body. Like that is the point of it. And I've started to think more about what's happening inside of my body when I eat certain foods and how it makes me feel. And that's not to say I don't treat myself. I totally do. Plus I love my wine. I'm just way more mindful of what's going into my body. And that mindful eating has really made a huge difference in what I'm eating, how often I'm eating, and how I feel. What is the best workout app? I think this is so individual and I don't often stick to one. Like I used to be on Tone It Up. I really like the Lululemon mirror. You know, you can do workouts on the Lululemon mirror app or you can use the actual mirror if you have it. Right now I'm really into the Pilates. My sisters really like the Peloton workout app um, and we have the Peloton at home, but it's not for me. I, you, you know, really want to love it, but I just have not gotten there. Sidebar though, I did get a gel seat for the Peloton. So it no longer feels like it's going right up my crack, which was something I did not enjoy. It made like a painful workout, even more painful. So if you feel the same, there's a gel seat on Amazon, but Darren loves it. And he and Cody Rigsby are like best friends. So I think you have to find what works for you. There's also Beachbody On Demand, which has so many workouts. I love their Pio workouts, which is what I use to lose the baby weight with Reese. I think it's like a combination of yoga and Pilates. And yeah, so again, find something that works for you. If you are interested in Beachbody, my cousin Michelle is one of the top coaches. So you can check her out at It's Michelle File and she will hook you up. But right now I am actually not even doing any of those apps. I am really into doing Pilates in the studio with a reformer. I'm in a season of life right now that I have so much work to do and I have so much going on that if something feels hard or like with a workout, I'll be like, okay, screw this. Like I'm going to go work or I will just give up and not push myself. So this one hour Pilates session that I've been doing has pushed me in ways that I did not know was possible. And I love the way that my body feels after. So again, we work out in seasons. What works for you may not work for me, but there's tons of options and it's all about finding what works for you and understanding it's totally okay to just like switch it up. 
or just like go for a walk. Like I love just walking. What are your favorite Lululemon biker shorts? Well, I like the aligns. I think they're the 10 inch aligns. I always size up in biker shorts because I feel like my actual size is too tight and I want to be comfortable. Now my sisters don't, they just have their regular Lululemon pant size in the aligns. Abercrombie also has some good biker shorts. Again, I will link all of these over on my website, but here's what I'm obsessed with. I am obsessed with the Align onesie from Lululemon. So they have the full piece, which is like the one piece pants. It's like this, like unitard, I guess would be the right way to describe it. I have it in pants and in the shorts and seriously love it so much. So you can wear it with like an open button down, a big sweater, a cardigan. I do plotties in it, can work out in it. It is by far my favorite thing. You feel all tucked in. It has this great built-in bra. So if you have been thinking about the onesie, I just do it. Just get it. It's funny though. When I brought it out, my stepson was like, um, that's going to be like an at home outfit, right? You're not wearing this out and about. So I was like, no, this is cool. He's like, I don't know, but trust me, it is cool. Hair care routine. Again, I don't know if I can confidently speak on this right now because I'm having major scalp issues and my hair feels so dry. No matter what I do, I am in the process actually of switching out my products. We got our water tested. I will keep you updated if that's something that you're interested in, but a heat protector is so important. I love a good toning shampoo so you don't lose your color. Ask your hairstylist what is the best one for you. And I recommend doing regular hair treatments. I also wash my hair maybe once a week, sometimes twice. Dry shampoo. You know, that's all I, that's all I really got for you. I'm going to interrupt this episode really quickly to give you the inside scoop on brands and resources that I'm loving who also helps support the show. One of my goals for the new year is to eat out less. If you know me, you know that I love a good restaurant meal. I would eat out every night if I could. But now with Porta, I can recreate the restaurant at home with chef-made Italian classics sent right to my door. Meals are ready within minutes with high quality ingredients from Italy and plans that fit my schedule. There's no prep, no mess, it's perfect. The chefs at Porta make their food from scratch and then flash freeze it to lock in the flavor. I'm talking pasta, desserts, pizza, risotto, pastries. Porta is literally a dream. You just have to give it a try. Head to eatporta.com and choose your meals, pick your schedule, and then use the code JAMIE30 for 30% off. For restaurant quality Italian classics right to your door, go to www.eatporta.com and use the code JAMIE30 for 30% off. That's eat, P-O-R-T-A dot com and use the code Jamie 30. What's one small thing you do for yourself to keep yourself feeling sexy and confident? Hmm, I think this is like a really interesting question. I think that the big thing is that I only buy clothes that feel good. Like I want to feel good in what I wear. I want to feel confident. And I believe in that look good, feel good mentality And I think if you're not taking time to get yourself ready and feel good about yourself, you're inevitably going to feel like shit. You're not going to feel sexy. You're going to feel like a slob. And it doesn't take that long to put yourself together. It really, really doesn't. Like a little bit of tinted moisturizer, throw in some cute tights and a sweater and I don't know, do your eyebrows or something, you know, a little concealer. 
Or like if you don't wear makeup, that's totally cool too. But just taking that time to give yourself the love that you deserve, it really goes a long way. Like you don't need to do a full face of makeup every day or get ready, but those simple things do really help. Again, if you're not wearing a tinted moisturizer with sunscreen, please like add that to your list. If you take one thing from this episode, let it be that. I also do not wear gross and shitty bras. You know, the bras I'm talking about, they're the ones that are so comfortable that we have for years, but you, if you were like dating someone, you would not dare get naked in. Throw out those bras. They are shitty bras. They do not make you feel good. They do not make you look good, right? And you want to feel confident and sexy all the time, even if it's just for you. It doesn't have to be expensive either. Like you can find a $20 sports bra at Walmart. You can find a nice little cami that looks good and makes you feel super cute and comfortable, but no one feels sexy in shitty underwear, period. Next question is how do you keep in shape and still enjoy the good stuff? Again, I really try to be mindful about what I eat and I drink. Sidebar, I'm no expert on this. This is a new development probably over the last year. Again, It just really is about asking yourself, like, how will this make me feel? For example, I used to down a bag of Miss Vicky's chips. If Darren and I were sitting and having like a couple drinks that night, you know, it was lovely. I love those chips, but I woke up feeling like garbage. And now I will have the wine because I love wine. But if I do have chips, it's not going to be a bag made with like shitty oils, like canola oil or like sunflower oil. I'm going to have a bag with avocado oils and I'm not going to have a bag. I'm going to have a bowl. Also, when you're mindful of how things will make you feel or like how you're going to feel in the morning when you eat stuff, it's like, it becomes not worth it. You get to the point where like nothing's off limits. Nothing is off limits for me, but I always know that I have a choice. And I also think that treating yourself and not indulging is huge. Like you don't need the whole bag of chips. There's people who associate wine and drinking with making bad decisions about food. Well, just don't make those bad decisions then. I know people are like, well, it's not that easy, but it kind of is. My one cousin is like, when I drink, I just eat crap. And I'm like, well, just don't do that. And she's like, I can't. I'm like, yes, you can. And if you submitted this question, yes, you can. It is a choice and it's about playing the long game and deciding what is worth it. You know, when I go out for a nice steak dinner, the mashed potatoes and the peppercorn sauce, totally freaking worth it. You know, the cheesecake after that I love, totally worth it. But like the bag of candy sitting at my house, not worth it. So I'm just more mindful about what I'm eating and asking myself, like, is it worth it? I'm in my late thirties now. And I don't know about you if you're in your late thirties too, but I used to be able to eat whatever I wanted for the most part. Like you can't carry on like that anymore. You can't carry on like you did when you're in your twenties and like go out for drinks and hit up a food truck with sausage on a bun and a poutine. Your body does not deal the same way as it did then. The other mentality that I think is really terrible is the whole like, well, I already wrecked my day. So I might as well just like have McDonald's for dinner, or I might as well just like eat the bag of chips. Like this day's already gone to shit anyway. I just think that's such a horrible habit to get into. And that can add up quick. And it takes longer to rebound from these binges than you think. Enjoy what you're enjoying, like have your treat, have your McFlurry, have your, you know, rich and delicious dinner, and then move on and lose the guilt about it. The other thing that really changed my mind is thinking about the definition of treating myself. 
I used to be like, well, big poutines are totally treating myself. Like I freaking love poutines. I love the cheese curds. I used to have New York fries every single time I went to the mall. But then I started to be mindful about what treating myself really means. It's like, so I treat myself and then I'm on the toilet because my body is like, wow, what is going on? I'm bloated. I have a stomach ache. I feel gross the next day because I'm all puffy. It's like, did you treat yourself well? Like, or did you treat yourself like shit? You know, like when you really start to look at fueling your body and feeling your best, it changes everything. So I don't want to sound preachy. Like I totally have dessert. I totally eat chips. I love my wine. I, you know, I indulge when I want to. But again, being more mindful. How did you find your style fashion-wise? You know, I think this really started when I started this platform. Well, actually, I feel like everything just kind of started and evolved as I started this platform. But, you know, I was going through some old Instagram stories in the archive the other day and realized that my style really didn't evolve to what it is now until, say, like 2019, 2020-ish, maybe later. Now, when Darren and I first got together, I remember getting so stressed about going to events, you know, we'd have to go somewhere for his work or have dinner with people. And I always felt like I had no clothes. And every time we were going somewhere, I'd spend so much time stressing about what to wear. And that's the worst. I would go shopping to get some stuff. And then at the next event, I was like in the same spot again, because I couldn't wear the same thing again, or I only had a couple things and they wouldn't work for this particular event. Before I was with Darren, I worked at Children's Aid. I didn't really go out much. And would really just borrow my friend's clothes when I needed something. So remember at this point, I'm 27, 28, maybe 29. Darren's in his forties. There's this age difference. I'm already feeling insecure about my role as a stepmom and being this like new young rebound wife, which by the way, I would pay to go back to that time. It was a very nice time, but you know, I felt like no one was taking me seriously and I wanted to dress and make a good impression. And it caused me so much stress Sidebar, no one was thinking about me at all. It didn't really matter. It was just like, you know, again, the stories that we tell ourselves. But anyway, at this point, we didn't have a lot of extra money. We had just paid for a wedding. I was on mat leave, huge budget. Didn't go back to work after Reese. Darren had just split and we all know how expensive that is. You know, we got child support payments. You know, there was times when I would just have like $5 in my bank account. So we didn't, it wasn't like we could just go out and get a wardrobe. So like I said, when I would go and buy something, I would find myself in the same situation the next time we had an event. Because for example, I would, you know, one time I bought these baby blue guest jeans, which I loved. They were great. But like, that was such a dumb purchase because I couldn't wear them all the time or else I would be the girl in the baby blue jeans. You get what I'm saying? So I started to be more particular about what I bought. And before I would buy something, and I still do this, I asked myself, where can I wear this? I like things to be multi-purpose. So I want to be able to dress it up. I want to be able to dress it down. Ideally, I want it to be timeless. Now that's not always possible, but for example, an oversized black sweater or like a turtleneck, I can wear this at home with a pair of leggings when I'm working from home. I can wear it to the hockey arena. I could tuck it into a pair of high-waisted leather pants or booties, throw on some jewelry when I go out for dinner. You can wear it with a skirt. Like it's multi-purpose. You can wear it to several different things. And then if it's not multi-purpose, it has to be something that I can wear often which is where the neutral colors came in. Like all of a sudden, when I was thinking about what I was buying before I was buying it, my wardrobe was like black, cream, gray, and white. And then when I noticed that, I was like, oh, I'm kind of digging this. So that has really become my style. Now, in terms of finding inspiration, I do a lot of searching on Pinterest. 
I have a board called Style Inspiration, so feel free to check it out. But I'll often go to that board when I'm figuring out what to wear or planning outfits. And even if I'm not sure what to wear around the house, I will like go to my athleisure board and be like, oh, that's cute. So now that I have all my wardrobe staples and like these timeless pieces, I can go to Pinterest and basically just put anything together because I will have something similar in my closet. I also like following accounts like Cela Jane Blog, Sister Studio for inspiration. So you, know, you can find so much inspiration online. All right, so the next question is probably the most asked question, most asked, most asked question, daily makeup and skincare routine. So skincare routine, I go between two cleansers, the SkinCeuticals Exfoliating Face Wash and this Brightening Face Wash from Neostrata. So Neostrata is a brand you can get at Shoppers here in Canada. It's a lot cheaper. I used it for years and loved it, uh, but I just recently kind of switched things up. But I do kind of go back and forth between the two of them. For Christmas, I got the ice roller and the sculpting balls from the Skinny Confidential. Guys, this is not just an Instagram trend. It is insane and something I've totally incorporated into my routine. So first, the ice roller. So it's just like an ice roller on your face. Obviously going to be linked on my website. So this uses the power of cold therapy. It contours your face. It tightens. It depuffs. It's great after wine. It is. It just instantly reduces puffiness and redness, boosts circulation, brings blood to the skin surface. You really notice the difference after you've been ice rolling. It helps shrink your pores for a smoother looking skin. And then it also helps with the lymphatic drainage through the combination of this cold therapy and then the facial massage, which I'm about to tell you about. So the facial massage comes from the Pink Balls Facial Massager. So again, go to my website, check it out, or go check out the Skinny Confidential on Instagram. But it basically massages your face and like sculpts it and it's tight and you just like roll it over your face and it just contours. And like literally you can physically see the difference. It sculpts, tones, and rejuvenates the skin. So I massage this in with their Pink Balls Face Oil, or it's called the Ice Queen Oil. And it honestly is totally worth it and so good. So that's become a new thing that's part of my skincare routine. Now, a sidebar, this is obviously, again, like I said, from the Skinny Confidential. But if you were not listening to the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast, it is my favorite right now. I, it's one of the shows I listen to every single week. So I recommend checking that out as well. Now I try to do that in the morning and the night when I'm on my game and I would wash my face before that. And then after that, I put vitamin C on from SkinCeuticals, put that all over my face and neck. Then I use the SkinCeuticals Triple Lipa Moisturizer. Again, this is a little more expensive. So if you want an alternative, the Neostrata moisturizer is also great. Again, you can get it at Shoppers. I used it for years and loved it. Then I use the SkinCeuticals Eye Balm on my eyes. And then every day, no matter what, tinted moisturizer with sunscreen in it. Guys, you have to be doing this every day. Sunscreen on your face every single day. It has become such a habit for me that even when I'm not going outside or when I'm like, I just put it on every single day. So the Elta MD Tinted is one of my favorites and it's super popular. So it's a very lightweight moisturizer with a tint and the sunscreen in it. 
Or if you're looking for a little more coverage, there's the Color Science Face Shield Flex, I believe it's called. This is SPF 50 and it has this tint to it and it gives a lot of coverage. So if I'm not even doing any makeup during the day, I'll put that on, maybe like some concealer and I'm good to go. Now all my makeup, I've said this before, is from HB Face in Toronto. She's ships all over though. As soon as I got her makeup, everything else went in the garbage. Like it's so simple, it's so good. So I start with her Skin Perfector, which is like a foundation, but not really, well kind of. And you put it all over, but you don't need a lot. It just evens out the skin tone. And then concealer under my eyes and around my nose because I have some redness and some broken veins there. I fill in my brows. So she has this great brow kit that has a gel and the pencil. But lately I've been using this old eyeshadow from MAC that I really like. So I kind of go back and forth between that. Then I use her brow gel on my brows to keep them in place. Bronzer and some highlighter and then some mascara because I stopped doing my lashes, which is kind of a pain. There are days I've missed them, but right now I just love being able to just wash my face and rub my eyes. But this is actually why I say never say never because I said I would never stop doing my lashes and it has been several months now. Okay. So that's what I'm doing my whole thing. But again, if you want to keep it simple, just take out some steps. I just really loved the, the tinted moisturizer. Next question is how often do you work out about five days a week, sometimes more, sometimes less. Sometimes I'm like all in balls to the walls, walking every day, you know, but then when it's like really cold in winter and I don't want to go outside, I can be a bit of a slacker. Most of the week, are you dressed up or in leggings? I am in leggings or athleisure every single day, unless I'm going somewhere. And even then I'm probably in athletic wear. I like to be comfy, especially in the winter. So it's usually in like a sweater, Lululemon or Spanx body boosting or booty boosting leggings, runners or boots in the winter. And my pea coat is kind of my uniform. Tips for redesigning your fashion after rocking business suits for years. Again, I recommend going to Pinterest and just finding your new style. So what do you want to wear? Find multi-purpose pieces that you feel good in. And if you find a t-shirt that you love and it fits you perfect, get it in all the colors. Like you can totally just get some of the same stuff in your closet if it's a staple item. I think the big thing, again, when you're wearing more loungewear or athleisure style, you do not need to look like you're in your old sweats. You can do it classy and you can do it put together. Like I said, I am going to start sharing more outfit inspiration on Instagram and like it to know it. So if you're not on the app, come follow me there. You can follow me on Instagram at Jamie Scrimger, but yeah, it's kind of fun putting this stuff together. What is your workout schedule and intentions for 2023? I just want to tone, tone, tone and lose the fluff and the bloat. I don't want to get into the mentality that we're older and then it's normal to gain weight and just kind of like make excuses for ourselves. Cause that was a habit that I was getting into because like for the last few years I have been gaining weight. I went on anxiety meds. I gained weight from my anxiety meds. I, you know, haven't been as strict with my diet. I gained the COVID 15 and I was just like letting things go. And I was like, if I don't stop this, I'm going to feel like a bag of shit by the time I'm 45 and have no energy and not feel confident. And I just, I'm like, that's not happening. So I am really, <laughs> I have this goal of being my very best self when I go into my forties, which is, you know, three years away. So there's lots of time, but 
I really want to, yeah, tone, tone, tone and lose the fluff and the bloat. Tips on getting moving after having a baby. She's one and I find it hard to find the time. So I think it's important to remember we find time for things we want to find time for, right? And you probably don't want to find time to work out, right? You got to find the motivation to do it. I had to find the motivation to do it. Like, what is your why? And get really clear on that and then like work backwards and like figure out what your game plan is going to be. But you're never going to find time. You're going to need to make the time. And we always find these excuses not to work out, but you have to make yourself a priority. So maybe, you know, working out, like, what, how do you want to feel? How do you want to look? Like, what is your end goal? And if you're not doing it for you, do it for her. You want to be a mom who prioritizes health and movement and self-care so that one day she's going to grow up with the knowledge and the skills to do the same because you want her to do that because then she's going to be a better version of herself when she's doing that. So, you know, put her down on the floor and do a workout video. What, like I did that when I had Reese, I did the, again, the Pio beach body workouts and really loved it. You know, beach body also has some accountability groups that you can, you know, get into, or you can join an online community with different apps, but you know, there's other options like join a stroller boot camp or go for a walk or create like this goal for yourself that you want to do a certain amount of steps a day or even just some stretching while you're playing on the floor. I do think that, you know, we go in with these huge goals. So like, it doesn't need to be a 30 minute workout. It doesn't need to be an hour workout. Start small and maybe commit to 10 minutes a day. When I go down to our gym, I am committed to 15, 20 minutes max. Like before I went on this podcast, I did a Peloton workout downstairs. I freaking hate the Peloton. And I was like, I'm going to give this 20 minutes. Right. And I just, I was right into it for the first 10. And then I was like totally distracted. So I just honestly picked up my phone and I was doing some work while I was biking for the last 10 because I was dying. I don't feel bad about doing that. I was still moving my body. It was baby steps. I did, you know, what I felt was good enough in that moment. And something is better than nothing. So this is probably going to rub some people the wrong way or so I rub some people the wrong way. But I think that as moms, we really need to stop using our kids as an excuse to not take care of ourselves and make them be the reason that we take care of ourselves. Okay. Last question. Best moisturizer that you use again, the SkinCeuticals triple lipid restore is my favorite. Alrighty. That was a long one. I think that wraps up most of the questions. Again, this is all linked on my website. I just hopped on that like it to know it train. So if you have that app or you have an account, come find me. And if you're not, it's super easy. And I'll also be posting stuff on Instagram. All right. That's all I've got. Chat with you next week. That's it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who you think it would resonate with. And if you haven't already, if you could take a couple minutes, head to iTunes and give this podcast a rating and a review. It would mean the world to me, but only if you like the episode though. If you don't, that's cool. Just remember what they say. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Now, if you are a stepmom craving more, I highly recommend joining my membership, the exclusive stepmom community. Members get access to additional podcast episodes, interviews, and coaching sessions, and live Q&As, and just exclusive next-level content and conversation that I don't share anywhere else. Have an issue or a stressor that you'd like my support with? Just bring it to the Ask Jamie section of the forum. I check in throughout the week, and I'm here to help you out. 
To get more information or to join, head to www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership. And I'll see you in there.